You are listening to Women Who Launch and Lead, the podcast for women ready to change the world by women who are changing the world. Listen in each week on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, or Stitcher as we connect with women making it happen in life, business, and career. Relate to their struggles, learn their strategies, and celebrate their successes. Then show your love by subscribing and leaving a review. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon, and we're here for another episode of Women Who Launch and Lead. And today we have with us Nadia S. Wells Evans, who is an author and advocate and the founder of the nonprofit Blessing Our Women Incorporated, where she helps survivors of domestic violence start over. We're excited to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be a guest. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So we always like to start out asking the question, who are you and how are you impacting the world? I am a survivor. I am a conqueror. I am impacting the world by sharing my story in hopes to help someone not make the same mistakes that I did in hopes to inspire encourage and support in any way possible awesome awesome and you're doing that primarily through blessing our women inc yes i am so tell us a a little bit more about the organization and um, who you serve and how you serve blessing our women was founded in 2015 it was founded because i am not only a survivor of domestic violence I've also witnessed it growing up. My parents used to fight a lot. My grandparents also fought. And I started this organization in hopes to break the generational curse. I want to possibly detour my daughter or my son from going through the same situations that I did. And not only detouring them, I want to possibly help someone else along the way. We help survivors and their families start over in any way possible. We encourage and empower women. Also, we do group meetings, mentorship program. We also offer a $500 scholarship for college. We do donations and in hopes of having transitional housing in the near future. Mm-hmm. And we basically help in any way possible. Okay, so okay. you all are doing quite a bit. That's good. Um, now, where, where exactly is the organization located? We are in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, and are you primarily serving residents in that area? That's the bulk of the serving, but I want to be able to serve anywhere help is needed. So I'm in the process right now of making connections throughout the states. And I'm doing that through, I'm in a Facebook group called Blacks and Nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also in a few others, but that's the main one that I make the connections in. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so for women who are right now local in your area, how can they connect with your organization specifically? I have a website. It's Blessing Our Women inc.org 
Um, you can contact me via email. It's info at blessingourwomeninc.org. We are on Facebook at Blessing Our Women Inc., but it's facebook.com at Bow Inc. On Instagram, we are instagram.com at Bow underscore Inc. And we're also on Twitter, the same as Instagram, Bow underscore Inc. Okay, great, great. Now let's talk um, about you for a little bit um, in your journey as an entrepreneur in the nonprofit arena. What, um, what is one of the major challenges that you faced in doing this work? Originally, my main challenge was, I guess as an introvert, I'm sort of shy, but in hopes of sharing my story, I had to step out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. basically. So in doing that, I started writing a book and making a lot of connections with different people. So I have programs every year and that allows me to make connections as well. Mm -hmm. Was there any particular strategy or help or resource that you used to you know, help you get a little bit more comfortable with putting yourself out there? Not particularly a strategy, it's just, there was one young lady I met in the process of doing my programs by, um, I guess you could say she was kind of sort of a prophet because she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And she was my motivation. She pushed me into, you got to get your story out there. You got to do this. You got to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, how are they going to know if you don't tell me? Mm -hmm. So basically, it was just a support system. Her, along with my sister, mm -hmm. that pushed me. Oh. And me trying to show my children that you never give up. No matter what you're going through, what's going on at whatever time, don't give up ever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, where else have you been able to find support for the work of the organization? Because um, we know nonprofit can be challenging <laughs> at times because you're depending on other entities or you know other people to support your vision. Um, so are there any particular challenges that you faced in that area and where have you found support for those things? It was hard trying to, I guess, since doing, starting a nonprofit was hard because I didn't know what I was doing. All I know is I wanted to help somebody. So I'm more like a hands-on person. So I researched a lot, <laughs> possibly too much. Uh -huh. And before you know it, I had like a stack of papers about this thing and I didn't want to read. It's, it was mostly research for me. So my challenge became, I guess, my strength because I'm sort of a perfectionist. I didn't want to put myself out there until I knew this is what I have to do. This is what I should know. This is, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe I should connect with this person. So before you know it, I had too much information mm -hmm. and not enough time to go through it. Mm -hmm. So I guess my weakness was my strength. It was also my challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how did you, you know, kind of get through all of that and figure out what it is you needed to do to get started? Because obviously you made the, you bridged that gap somewhere because you are where you are today with your organization. So basically, like I said, giving up is not an option. It was 
a lot of reading that I didn't want to do, but I pushed myself to do it and I recruited people to help me. Mm -hmm. Like I made a mistake and did too much printing or I found too much information. I need you to come help me. Come help me cipher through this. So my sister and some members of my club and my board helped basically. The same help that I wanted to be, I had to recruit which was an issue for me too, because I don't like asking for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't like it. And it was hard, but I did. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that, because I wouldn't be where I am right now without that help. Yeah, that's a good point to make. Um, you know, I think a lot of us as, as black women, especially um, find it hard to ask for help for a variety of different things. Um, but in most cases, we need help to get where it is that we're trying to go or to get through what we're trying to, to get through. Um, and I think we, we have to recognize that help is not a bad thing and it does not, it does not equal weakness. <laughs> it just, you know, it's just an acknowledgement of you have your strength and your areas of expertise and other people have theirs. And when you bring it all together, everything works a lot better than it does with one person trying to manage all of these different things that they don't have the expertise in. So yeah. I'm glad that you were able to kind of, you know, move past yourself and ask for the help that, that you needed because the work you're doing is so very important. What does it mean to be a survivor? To me, it, it, it meant that I was once weak. It meant that I was settling it meant that I didn't value myself but it took a lot of crying a lot of long conversations a lot of digging to find myself to understand that being a survivor is so much more than settling being a survivor is stepping out of your comfort zone being a survivor is knowing your worth. being a survivor is strength on so many levels being a survivor is is basically it's a blessing because you have to go through you have to go through so many things in order to be or to get to where you're trying to go you got to go through something to get to somewhere or get to the goal you're setting the accomplishment you're trying to make being a survivor is I guess in a sense for me, being a survivor is an accomplishment because it made me know that I'm special. I am somebody. And it made me set standards for myself and it made me understand that I have to show my children what to look forward to or how you you teach people how to treat you. You don't let them make the standards. You make your own standards for yourself. I, I think what you said brings a lot of recognition to the fact that there there has to be strength within you to be a survivor you know to come out on the other side of all the situations that that you go through and still be standing like it might take you a while to get to the point of smiling but you're still standing and you know there's still life ahead of you and you opted not to give up when you could have could have given up and i think again just what you said speaks you know so powerfully to the strength of the person who survives whatever it is that they had to survive. That's exactly what I'm saying because this time last year, in August last year, I was basically homeless. No house, no car, 
I, I didn't even have my children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my sister had them had temporary custody of my children. Because I went through so much and I didn't want to ask for help, but I didn't want to do this and I didn't want to do that. This year, I'm in my own house again, have my own car, have my children back. And this month, I was also able to pay someone else's rent and deposit. Well, first month's rent and deposit for them to move in the house. And I couldn't do none of that nature. I couldn't do that for myself. Mm. So people usually say the difference a day makes. It makes me happy, accomplished. It makes me, I guess I'm going to say smile a lot to know the changes I've made in one year. Mm -hmm. As opposed to one day. I lost everything, including I lost myself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to help not only myself, but somebody else because of what I've been through, because I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And not only did you not give up, but you kind of maintain this position. Um, I would say it's one of gratitude, absolutely. And just you know, where you didn't let your situation jade you, you know, make you angry at the world, you know, on the other side of all of that, you're still giving, you you know, and you're still helping others. You're still doing the work through the organization. Um, So as bad as your situation may have been, you did not allow it to break you and you did not allow it to change the heart of who you were. Um, And that is, probably some of what you're you know trying to accomplish in the work that you do through blessing our women so it's not just about getting them you know out of situations or you know into their own place and in a safe space but you know helping them to kind of really come to themselves and to stand strong in the power of who they are as a woman yes that is awesome awesome work um Now, as we start to wrap up our conversation, I know that you have a gift for some of our audience members. Can you share a little bit about what that is and how they can find it? Yes. So as I previously mentioned, my organization offers a $500 scholarship for someone, not only the survivors of domestic violence, but someone that has some type of interaction. And part of the requirements are to write an essay explaining your experience, how you felt as going through it or witnessing it or any kind of way in reference to it. And you can find the rest of the requirements on the website and it's blessingourwomeninc.org. All right. Awesome. And we'll make sure to have that link in the show notes for those who are interested. And is that is the scholarship just for women local to NOLA or is it for anyone in the United States? It's for anyone. And we're doing, I want to do two scholarships per year, one for each semester. And it's not just local, it's anyone. And you have certain dates to submit and me along with a few others we go through the essays and decide on who's gonna win that scholarship if it's someone that's local we i would like to invite them to my women's empowerment brunch that i have in march and award it to them in front of people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. awesome 
Um, and I know you mentioned earlier um, your website and your social media handles. Are those the best ways for people to connect with you, not just the organization, but with you? No, well, they can connect with me. I have a personal Facebook. It's facebook.com at nadia.f.wells. And my Instagram is swh underscore press, P-R-E-S underscore diamond because i'm also the president of a social club mm. so and the phone number for the organization is 504-872-3814 awesome awesome we'll make sure that all of all of those details are in the show notes so women can connect with the organization for their services or connect with you um directly if you know there is some some interest in finding out more about you, the work that you do, or supporting the work that you do um, through Blessing Our Women Incorporated. Um, so I just want to ask you um, if you could share just, you know, a short inspirational or mo motivational thought with the ladies who are tuning in and listening to this episode before we go. Usually what sticks with me is you are not alone. and Outside of you're not alone, you never know how strong you are until strong is all you have left to be. Mm -hmm. Those are very powerful quotes. Well, that one is a powerful quote. I'm not sure who wrote it, but I love it and I live by it. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So again, I'm just um, honored to have you share some time with us today. Um, and sharing some of your story and about your organization with our listeners. And I'm sure that there are um, some great gems in our conversation that the ladies can pull from, uh, particularly about asking for help um, and recognize the power in the fact that they did survive um, and are still standing. So thank you, Nadia, for joining us today and sharing with us on Women Who Launch and Lead. Thank you for joining us for Women Who Launch and Lead with Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave your positive review so we can continue to bring you impactful and powerful content. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Sharita. Learn more about how you can work with Dr. Sharita at SharitaWeatherspoon.com. As always, learn, launch, lead.